Today, we are visiting with Mayor Brandon Capetillo with the City of Baytown. We're also visiting with Deputy Superintendent Dr. Demetrius McCall with Goose Creek CISD. Our topic is new and exciting developments, projects, and facilities with the city and the district. People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. Welcome to the Goose Call. The juice of the goose. We are here with Brandon Capetillo, Mayor of Baytown. How are you doing today, Mr. Capetillo? Good morning. All right. Can you first tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with City of Baytown and, and being the mayor? I was first elected to City Council in May of 2005, so I served the citizens of District 3 into uh, January 2017. And then I was elected mayor uh, December of 2018. So I've been serving in that capacity uh, since that. Product of Goose Creek Schools, very proud of that. Uh, a lot had a lot of fun at Pumphrey Elementary and and throughout uh, you know uh, Baytown. Love growing up here in Baytown and love being a native Baytonian. Okay, wonderful. Well, we want to ask you a few questions just about city development. So the first question is, we know that Baytown has put forth a lot of effort uh, with, with renovations and with updates to the city. Can you briefly talk to us about some of the big projects that Baytown has completed? Sure. Some of the most recent large projects that was completed, uh, San Jacinto Boulevard uh, was a major investment the city made, trying to go and, and provide another north and south corridor, an alternative to Garth Road. 10-year projection or 15-year projection, will it have the, the, the retail and the development similar to Garth as far as the quantity or the volume? Is that what we're, we're expecting? You know, we're looking for a mix. Uh, we always want to have a mix of, of uh, you know, retail frontage in, in some cases, but uh, a mix of that could be doctor's offices. Uh, there's some a lot of healthcare. As you, as you see, a lot of healthcare facilities have opened in Baytown, and so there's, um, you know, what I'd like to see is auxiliary facilities come to Baytown that provide medical services. I'll give a few examples. Uh, you know, MD Anderson having a uh, MD Anderson Cancer City here in Baytown, rather than some of our folks having to go into Houston or any other uh, hospital affiliates that that may come to Baytown and offer things where our citizens, uh, both here in East Harris County and West Chambers County. Uh, where they could come here more local than than travel into Houston. So uh, those are some of the um, things that we'd like to attract and and discuss with with, uh, those type of folks. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think our community sees a lot of the different housing communities that are being built. So talk to us about specific projects such as Baytown Crossings and the new Friendswood development. Okay. So, yeah, so Baytown's Crossings, uh, I don't know off the top of my head exactly how what, what the total build-out will be, but it looks like that, that continues to grow, and that mainly will take place between John Martin and Garth Road. And so that continues to develop, and then you have the Friendswood Development, which is roughly about 1,800 homes, which would include a new elementary school for Goose Creek. And so we're certainly excited about that. You know, Baytown, within our city limits and within the ETJ, we have tremendous growth. And in other areas far east in our ETJ, there's there's uh, another about a 600-home development that's taken place along 99 in Kilgore Parkway. So you have Southwinds that's developing, uh, Southwinds Phase 2. As this continues to grow, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have. There's, there's, there's not a lot of cities that are, that are seeing the type of growth that we are having in Baytown and the Baytown region. Baytown Crossings for the school district, 17th Elementary, will be in that location. And then you mentioned Southwinds, and we also plan to have a our 18th elementary out there. So it's exciting to, to partner with, with the development to, to see that growth. Well, I know that one big project that, that the city of Baytown is working on is the widening of Garth Road. And I believe there's a virtual meeting coming up mm-hmm. on, on, on that project. Can you tell us a little bit about what that entails? 
the Garth Road widening project uh, earlier this year in January, our, our council, we got together and we knew that we had to do something about Garth Road uh, for for uh, various issues. One, obviously traffic flow. It's our major commercial corridor. It will remain remain that. We have to do something to, to get people from point A to point B. Right now, north to south of Baytown is a very difficult corridor. So the widening will, will take place. Uh, the initial phase would be uh, from I-10 to just south of Archer. That would be the, the first phase that could break break ground as soon as end of next year in 2021 okay. or very, very early 2022. Um, so, you know, that may be about an 18-month, 24-month project. Um, but what's what's exciting about it, it's not just about widening it and, and adding additional lane, but it's it's also adding aesthetics and, and some safety features and improved uh, signage, improved uh, signaling, just like what you see on Hunt and, mm-hmm. and San Jacinto Boulevard. So I think our community is really excited about entertainment and restaurants. The city of Baytown has done a lot over the past couple decades when it comes to um, entertainment, restaurants, and that kind of thing. So can you talk to us about what we have coming to Baytown in the future? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of areas that we lack. One, I will have to say uh, entertainment for families, entertainment for young folks, entertainment for for adults, in a sense, to go and, and have a good, uh, you know, nice, uh, nice meal, maybe some entertainment, some music, uh, whatever the case may be. So we continue to work with developers that want to come to Baytown. We continue to work with restaurants that want to come to Baytown, uh, anywhere that we call what we see either what coined as leakage, meaning people are going somewhere else to spend their money that they've earned in Baytown, or obviously gaps that, that we identified that we need to attract. So so our economic development person we have with the city, along with our economic, economic Development Foundation. Um, we work hand in hand to go and attract, though, and at least provide information, give the demographics, and try to attract uh, these type of establishments. I know y'all are doing so much with Parks and Rec, and I think I saw some safety features for Jenkins. Do you want to expand on that? Sure. You know, Baytown, we've always been very proud of our Parks and Rec program. And so we have, you know, nearly 50 parks, and we continue to invest in those. And particularly recently, just recently, uh, Jenkins Park. Uh, so it will have some safety lighting. So right. for individuals, you know, pretty soon we'll be in the fall and it would be getting, you know, dark five thirty, six o'clock, but there's a lot of people there barely getting home at that time. So they could be able to go to Jenkins Park. They'll have a safe lighted trail. I think it still closes at 10, but the point being is we, we certainly want to provide that opportunity for our citizens. So council and our municipal development district, uh, we, we continue to go and invest in our parks. If it's the trails, if it's um, things that will provide park safety, we believe that's very, very important. And we continue to re- retrofit hike and bike trails. So I think in May and again in July, we went and we put uh, kind of our Mall to Marina trail. It was the first time we had, in a sense, connectivity from the mall, from San Jacinto Boulevard, all the way to Balin uh, Marina. And so uh, it's about nine miles one way, 18 miles round trip. But it, it, it takes about just under an hour to do if you're on a bike. And so it was it was something good to show that, you know, Baytown, we really are are um, trying to address quality of life issues. And parks is the number one way to do that. Right. And so if it's through our city parks, enhancing them, or even with new development, making sure that the, the neighborhood develops with with quality of life issues. So having the community park within a neighborhood or whatever the case may be. A lot of families love to have birthday parties and other other type of functions. Roseland Pavilion was our number one rented facility. And, you know, so anybody who's ever had a birthday party in that area, they know it's just a really nice park. It's a really nice pavilion. And so uh, it was taken out a few years back. And so we want to go, it's going to be put on higher ground. 
uh, and it's going to be a really nice facility and rebuilt. Uh, hopefully, they will begin construction here soon once the construction contract is awarded. What about the uh, the, the Bayland um, Hotel and Conference Center? Is that still? I know it's kind of gone back and forth, especially when once COVID hit, there were some stalls in that project. What what's the plan on on that? Yeah, so we're very excited. Recently, um, we just entered into what we call a technical service agreement with Hyatt Regency, or Hyatt, but Hyatt Regency being the brand. So this is the first time, uh, other than the meeting the other night, that I could actually say the name. Okay. So uh, so it's exciting. I used yeah. to use the use the I do use the term hotel operator. Um, so yeah, so for 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 many years, uh, you know, I think Baytown has certainly been uh, absent of being able to provide a large scale venue. Right now, if you if you're going to have a a large event, three 350 people is about the max that you can have. And, and Baytown, just the size of our city, um, you know, we're the third largest city in Harris County still. And, uh, you know, you can't have a large function. So if it's Lee College Foundation Gala, Goose Creek Foundation Gala, Chamber Galas, whatever the case may be, we have to go outside our city in order to go and and, and entertain that type of crowd. And so um, you have Balin Island, that's a, you know, a waterfront opportunity. Uh, many We've had many studies done from different schools, and the one thing that Baytown has really going for it is its waterfront and access to waterfront, right? Yeah. We're named Baytown. We have seven bays, and so we have to take advantage of, of that. And Balin Island is one of those opportunities that we can foresee, and so so does Hyatt. You'll see it from the Fred Hartman Bridge, right, coming over. Right. Yes, you'll see it from the Fred Hartman Bridge, which brings up another topic that uh, I think that I'm a little bit more optimistic about is, uh, you know, maybe the battleship Texas coming to Baytown and being at Balin Island. And so, you know, this is a national treasure. Uh, we certainly want it to stay in the area uh, here in, in Galveston Bay, but there's only a few places it can go. And Balin Island is an opportunity. It is an, an option. If we can figure out how to make it happen, that'll be that'll really be a benefit to the island. And then we think that there's still opportunity. Uh, there's enough land there where, you know, we could we could go and, and have new restaurants even on Balin Island as you come over the Fred Hartman Bridge onto 99, that Balin Island can be kind of a waterfront entertainment, yeah. uh, you know, venue and district. And so these are the type of things that we continue to work with, with folks on. So a lot of exciting things. Well, hey, we know you're a very busy man and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, for spending some time talking with us about the developments in, in Baytown. And I, we're just so excited to see what's what's coming up no it is it's very exciting you know here in baytown and, and obviously in goose creek schools uh we always wish the best for all the teachers all the students in a, in a different environment starting the school year in the virtual phases and then and then going in and ensuring their safety safety of your employees we have to do the same uh, for our employees uh, we obviously have uh, public safety individuals that have to con- have contact with uh, the public. And so just, you know, I wish the best for the school district and, and, the, and a very healthy start to the school year. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Okay. We are here with Dr. Demetrius McCall. He is our deputy superintendent of administrative services. He's pretty new to the district. So yes. introduce yourself. Tell us about Dr. McCall. All right. Well, I'm Demetrius McCall. Um, as you stated, the new deputy superintendent of administrative services. I've been in the district now for six weeks. Yay, so it's welcome. been a very busy six weeks. But no, certainly glad to be here. Thank you. Okay, great. So we're excited to talk to you about new facilities and growth in the district. So give us an overview of the bond that we're currently seeing to fruition. Sure, sure. So I'm very excited and and certainly thankful to the community for passing the bond back in 2019. Shout out to the facilities and construction department. They've been doing an excellent job. 
uh, with carrying out the uh, vision and the request of the community in support of this bond. Um, and so some of the uh, projects that are coming into fruition right now is the new Education Service Center, um, which many may know was previously owned by San Jacinto Methodist Hospital. Um, but it'll be the new home for a lot of district level administrators in special education as well as curriculum and instruction. And so we're really excited about the renovations that was done to that facility. Um, it has some pretty awesome features to it that I believe will be, you know, certainly a uh, eye pleaser. This space will also serve as a site uh, in the future. Uh, so we're talking maybe late fall into early spring as an employee wellness center and the health clinic. And so this will, you know, serve not only uh, students educationally, but it'll also serve our employees from a health and wellness standpoint. All right. So in that uh, same vein, I know that we um, are working on a possible new robotics facility. Yes. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the plans for the robotics facility? So sure. That is hot off the presses. Uh, We just spoke about that uh, last night at our board meeting. And so uh, the robotics facility, the the vision that we're moving forward with is more of a district-wide facility. Really want to make sure that's centrally located and Uh, Our students can access it from elementary grades all the way through um, our high school robotics program, which is very successful and award winning. And so we wanted to give them a facility that they could be proud of, uh, but also provide a multipurpose space um, where we can do professional development activities, invite the community in to see some exhibition and competition activities. And so we're really excited about that 15,000 to 20,000 square foot facility that was just approved by our school board yesterday. And so we're going to get to work on that. Where will that be located? So it's being proposed for YMCA Drive, uh, right across the street from the Stewart Career Tech High School. There's approximately 15 acres that the district already owns. And so um, we're looking to have that site, uh, that be phase one of the site. And then from there, we will continue to grow that site with any sort of expansion based on the district's needs. So going back to the 2013 bond, what projects have already been completed? So I know we're currently working on, you know, you mentioned Education Service Center, mm-hmm. but what what projects are, are complete? Yeah, so the Stewart Career Tech High School Phase 3, um, also some work that um, has pretty much been completed is the expansion of the kitchen and cafeteria uh, to accommodate some of the growth of that campus. Also, we've been working on some site improvements uh, with a few of our junior schools, some CTE renovations that have been going on at Sterling, renovations to the East Annex, which is where our Health Sciences Academy will be. Uh, So really looking at that academy model for our high schools and really building on that small learning community concept. So really excited about that. Also, the Green Center. I know that that was a part of the 2013 bond, but um, we're really excited to have the Green Center coming on board with a new home for our uh, police department in the school district, as well as our tax office. So centrally located to meet the needs of the community, you know, especially if they need to come in and and seek services at the tax office. Uh, We have a more centralized location for our community, as well as for our police department being more centrally located will certainly help with response times to any matters that we may have on our campuses. And so really excited about those facilities coming on board as well. Speaking of bond projects, I know that several of our campuses are dated and they need some facelifts and they need some renovation. I know there's been a lot of work at Lee High School with the auditorium and a lot of work at Sterling as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about what's been done uh, in the the renovation area? Sure. 
and I'll start with uh, Ross Sterling. And so a lot of it has been uh, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, some work there also with our um, HVAC systems and chillers with Sterling. And, and we kind of talked about it a little bit before, really working on that small learning community concept with the very popular Health Science Academy. And so some work's been done there. Um, we've created a few new art classrooms, which are now called Art Studios. So we're really excited about that. And the work is going to continue. Um, there are going to be continued renovations for some classrooms. We added 12 new classrooms to Sterling, which used to be the location of the cafeteria. But now that they have the the newer cafeteria, um, decided to build some more classrooms to accommodate student growth. And so uh, Sterling is going to continue to be a project over maybe the next year or so. Okay. Um, but we're really excited about the progress um, that's been made there so far. What about uh, Lee High School Auditorium? Yeah, so Lee High School Auditorium is also uh, a project that's being worked through. We just finished picking uh, out the actual finishes for that, so really excited. It's going to be uh, really nice, and I think it's going to match the historical um, you know, landscape of the campus. And so we're talking about wood back seats, which are you know, very nice seating. Um, and so we're really excited about that project that's, that's going you know, strong as well. So, Dr. McCall, can you tell us uh, a few more projects associated with the 2019 bond? Sure. So uh, I'll start by talking about um, EF Green Junior School that will be located on Wallaceville. That will certainly help meet the needs of the north side of our district, which is fast growing. We see a lot of new subdivisions coming in that area, but then it will also help with some of the overcrowding concerns that we have at our junior schools. Uh, that facility will have a capacity of 1,100 students um, and is scheduled to open in fall of 2021. So we are you know, full speed ahead with that. Um, I know there's a lot of you know, work in the district that's going to take place as far as rezoning conversations. Um, and so we're, we're really excited to get that, that work going. But the facility is going to be state-of-the-art. It's, it's absolutely beautiful just based off the renderings. And so um, if you drive by on Wallaceville, you know, we're pouring concrete just about on a daily basis. We're starting to see uh, steel going up in the air. And so that's always a, a sign that we're moving in the right direction. And so we monitor timelines. We work with our contractors to make sure that that, that facility is going to be ready to go. And and it's going to be really, really nice. So really excited about that. Also, uh, with San Jacinto Elementary, um, we know that that is a rebuild of a school um, and it's going to still serve the community, but uh, located on Market Street, which we're really excited to be a part of the revitalization project that the city of Baytown um, is, is moving forward with on market. And so another state of the art facility with a capacity of 800 students. And I know that that took a, lo- a lot of community input to get support for that. Um, that's a very tight knit community there. And so we're excited to be able to provide this learning facility for uh, that community and those students that will be served at that school. And so those are just a couple of examples of some 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 of the projects that are coming out of the 2019 bond. Um, also looking at our junior schools tracks, you know, we want to make sure that our students are uh, prepared as they're going to the high school level and and making sure that um, our junior schools have tracks. OK, so you've talked about um, multiple schools that that are being rebuilt and, and currently in the works, you know, right now. So over the next couple of years, what what does growth look like for Goose Creek? Well, we're we're going to continue moving forward with uh, building facilities to meet the growth. Elementary 17, um, which is also on the north side of the district uh, in the Baytown Crossings um, subdivision area, uh, fast growing population there. And so we want to make sure we have another educational facility to meet the needs for the elementary students. 
Well, Dr. McCall, we want to thank you for providing us an update on facilities in Goose Creek. We appreciate your input. Thank you so much for being here. No, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. It's always good to talk about good things. And so thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Goose Call. A special thank you to Dr. Demetrius McCall and Mayor Brandon Capitio. We will see you next time. Interested in advertising on our podcast? Visit the community tab at our district website, gccisd.net.